Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Can this team be a winner with this quarterback? Well, we'll tell you that in just about a minute. This is The Odd Couple. I'm Andy Furman in for Chris Broussard, my partner Rob Parker right there. Such a gentleman letting me in here on Christmas Eve. A Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to one and all. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And the question I have on the table, Robbie, is about the team And the team is the San Francisco 49ers who fumbled a 10-point lead last night, losing to the Titans, down 10, losing 2017 as Randy Bullock clicked a field goal with like four seconds to go, and the Titans did rally from that 10-point deficit at halftime to beat the 49ers 2017 last night. And the question has to be pointing a finger at their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you win with this guy? San Francisco did have that one final chance. Garoppolo completed that 16-yard pass to Pro Bowl receiver Debo Samuel. He happened to fumble it. But the 49ers right now fall to 8-7. and seven. They lose for the second time in seven games as they try to hold on to a wild-card berth in the NFC. Ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Garoppolo, last night, what did he have? Two INTs again. Didn't get the job done. And one Once in the again, end zone, yeah. One in the end zone. I, I, just, I just don't think this team is ready to have a Jimmy Garoppolo lead them to the promised land. They're built on defense. They're built on the run game. And they need a guy who could lead them. And it's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Obviously, uh, where the 49ers go, they were left for dead. You remember, Andy, they had lost like eight straight home games at one point. Remember? It was mm-hmm. it was looking pretty bad and uh, things. And then all of a sudden they turned it around. They had that big win at home against the Rams. And uh, Jimmy G, for all his faults and all the other stuff, they seem to win when he's in under center, you know, but they don't when he's not around. So going forward, I mean, you got to make a decision. You already drafted your quarterback of the future, correct? Right. Lance, Trey Lance. You know, and I, I tell you something funny. Do you not record, like him or you just think he's not ready yet? And that's why, you know, I, I know he was hurt this year too, right? Yeah, he was hurt. I, I think that this day and age in the National Football League, I, I don't think there's a question of ready. you got to put the guy in. You draft the guy, you put him in, you play him. You learn on the job. That's number one. Number two, you know, I think records are deceiving. Right now, the 49ers rating seven. But look who they've beaten. You know, Detroit's a bad team. The second game of the season, they beat yep. Philadelphia at that point in time. Philadelphia had no idea what they were doing. At least now they got a decent run game, leading the league in rushing, so they were a different team back then, so they beat them. They also beat a bad Chicago Bears team, a terrible Jacksonville team, Atlanta's bad, Cincinnati, I still don't know what they are. I really don't. They beat them two weeks ago, and that was an OT. So the wins are good. Eight wins is a good deal well, right the, now the for them. The one big win they was the Rams, right. The Rams win, yeah. Th- that, and they beat them the badly. They beat him like 31-10. They beat him badly. But again, you know, it, records can be deceiving. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo right now, even his stats are somewhat deceiving. Over 3,000 yards, when he's out of 18 touchdowns and 10 picks. So again, not bad, but you're not going to win with this guy. Yeah, and ultimately, I mean, it wasn't just it was a few years ago that they were in the Super Bowl. I mean, think right. about where we've been since then. 
and where this uh, franchise is and 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 uh, where it's going. And I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know where it is. And and I'm not. Shanahan has disappointed uh, often in big games. They don't seem to win them. That last night was a big game for them. They were up. What uh, had a chance to go up seventeen nothing? Uh, yes, they did. Right, yeah. they were in the red zone. Uh, that didn't happen, I, I, you know, because of the interception by by Garoppolo. I I, I don't know where the Forty ers uh, are headed, but Jimmy can't be a part of the equation, can he? I mean, you have your quarterback. You, well, I think you, that you, you the 49ers knew that. You know, if you're drafting a quarterback, obviously they're sending the message out that, you know, you're not for us. You, you're not going to be here long term. And again, not only was it a bad loss the way they lost, the come, Titans come back from 10 down at the half. You know, this is a banged up Titans team. You right, know, they without lost their, their left best tackle. player. Right. And without their best player. I mean, no Derrick Henry. They have been struggling because they were playing. Remember when they first lost Derrick Henry, uh, Andy, they were playing great. They came into L.A. and throttled the Rams. You remember? Punched them in the yeah. face. And they won a couple games, and people were like, wow, the Titans are for real. They mean business. And then uh, it, it, it started to seep in that, uh, no, missing Derrick Henry is a big loss. So I really thought 40, the 49ers had a golden opportunity, even though it was a road game, you know, and you're trying to win a big game on the road. I thought, but to uh, give up 10 points in the third quarter and 10 points in the fourth quarter and lose uh, when you were up 10 nothing at the half. Uh, and, and your quarterback and Jimmy G had two picks, one at midfield, but the killer was in the first half um, with a chance to uh, – lead, you know, in the red zone where he threw a pick in the end zone. So Right, and to take a little pressure of Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, that San Francisco secondary is terrible. It may be the worst in the National Football League. The Brian, Ryan Tannehill, he just throws for something like 40 yards in the first half. A.J. Brown was the killer. 11 passes caught, 145 yards, and this guy was just activated off the IR. I mean, and he had that 18-yard touchdown catch, gave that 17-10 lead in the fourth quarter for Tennessee. So, again, they exposed that defense secondary on the 49ers but again uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could do nothing at all to help his cause behind behind Sandy couldn't get it done yeah as as we move forward on this NFL season and see where this all shakes out this will be interesting because I really thought I thought the 49ers had something cooking I really did Andy and you're right I mean it is about who you beat and you start to look at it but I really thought that they would be a dangerous team or could be if they get into the playoffs from the standpoint of uh, their defense. Right. Um, and their pass rushing, yeah. Their, right, their pass rushing. And they can run the football, right? You know, if you got clock management and you can control the clock with running the football and then you don't have to ask Jimmy G to throw a million passes, just, you know, the passes that you really need. You you could win some games or could win a playoff game. I'm not saying they were going to make a run. There are a lot of good teams in the NFC, but I thought there was a possibility. But last night's loss just feels different for me now as I look at the 49ers. I don't feel the same way about them I did just a, a few days ago. You know, it's funny because no one thought – 
Arizona would be where they are right now, although they had a terrible loss last week. But again, Arizona is the surprise. But in the same token, I think the 49ers is somewhat of a surprise. I thought that definitely would be a playoff team. Now, look, they were decimated with injuries last year. There's no doubt about that. But they came back this year. You got one of the great tight ends in football in George Kittle. And really, George Kittle exposed the Cincinnati Bengals two weeks ago. He was tremendous down the stretch. He really was. And you have all the ingredients with the pass rush and the defense. Yeah, the secondary's weak. But everything is there in place, and they can't win. And that's bad. And, and people will say, well, I got a winning record. No, they haven't beaten anybody. One total win that meant something was the Rams. And they do play the Rams again, I think, on the 9th of January. But that game will be meaningless because they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, and they have the Texans as well, right, in their schedule? Yeah, and they, they could beat the, them 10 on 11. They got the, the Texans and uh, who else? The Rams, right? And that's it, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yep, and and uh, now at eight and seven, uh, I, I I guess it looks like they they have a shot at making the playoffs, right? Well, I, you know the sad thing is, Robbie, they, they have they have a sixty nine percent chance. Yeah, but he's supposed to be the offensive genius, Kyle Shanahan, right? Wasn't he? I mean, that's that's his moniker, I would think. I yes, mean, no, Shani, he's a, he was. Know, they said he was a genius, you know, uh, a genius, and um, and you know, went to Falcons. Except for he didn't know how to run out the, he didn't know how to run for a um, field goal against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. If you remember that terrible calls there, you remember that Andy, where yeah. the uh, Falcons had uh, first and ten at the twenty-two, up by eight. All they needed was a field goal. To go up by eleven, and for whatever reason, Shanahan had them throw the football, which was just mind-boggling at that point in the game. And of course, there was a big sack, loss of yards. There was a holding, more yards, and the next thing you know, out of field goal range, Tom Brady marches them down, gets a touchdown, gets the two-point conversion, and beats them in overtime. I- I've never seen coaching like that. And then you remember the Super Bowl with the Forty ers they were winning by 10 over Kansas City with 10 minutes to go. And instead of running the ball like they had done all game, Andy, they decided to throw the ball. Yeah, and you don't expect a team to go downhill that quickly. I mean, teams are bad, and they usually stay bad for several years. Teams are good. They kind of stay near the top of the heat for a couple of years. But the 49ers just it was like letting air out of a balloon. They just went from the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden they disappeared. I, I, I get the fact that, that the division that they're playing probably was one of the tougher ones, if not the toughest, in the National Football League. But still, you've got to be somewhat competitive, and they're not. And let me ask you this. Okay, so you mentioned Arizona uh, 10 and 4, but they've had some, uh, some bad losses. I mean, obviously, you can't lose to the Lions the way that right. they did. I mean, that, that's right. a killer. What do you make of, of some of these teams, uh, um, that, you know, in the same division with the 49ers, um, Arizona, the Rams, you know, and some of these teams uh, in the NFC hunt? What do you make of those? I like teams? the Rams a lot. I mean, uh, uh, Cooper Cup, I mean, I think he's great. I mean, he's got to be in the conversation perhaps for MVP. I mean, I'll never give an MVP to a receiver. The MVP is like the Heisman Trophy. A quarterback usually gets the MVP. Yeah, the I only he- reason I don't think you could get a receiver can't get the MVP is is he throwing him is he throwing himself the ball? No, you're right. You're exactly I mean, right. I mean, it just doesn't even make sense if if he's that great, then the quarterback must have great numbers if he Yeah, the quarterback made him. Right. There's no doubt. Yeah. Okay, that's, I, that's, I agree. Yeah, that's but, the only problem. It doesn't mean that he didn't play well. It's just that you can't throw yourself the ball. So I, I think 
That's why wide receiver Randy Moss had that unbelievable season with Tom Brady. You remember? Right. He didn't. I don't even think. I think he got two votes or one vote. He almost last year. Derrick Henry rushed for over two thousand yards. He got no votes. No, you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's a quarterback trophy. It's similar to the Heisman. But I, I think that when you look at receivers, great receivers is usually made by great quarterbacks. And that's what the story. I mean, right there, you see what's going on in L.A. But I think that Cooper Cup will be in the conversation for the MVP. I don't think he'll get the MVP. But you talk about maybe a half dozen guys. He'll be one of those half dozen guys. But, uh, you know, this Kyle Murray situation, yeah. I don't know. He, I mean, he's he, faded he, the last couple of years. He's I think had... they've been one and two since he came back of the last right. three games. What do you make of... And, and and I guess the history also of Cliff, of Cliff Kingsbury is that even at Texas Tech, his team seemed to fade in the second half. And I don't uh, – last year, if you remember, remember the Cardinals didn't make the playoffs. Remember yeah. they got off to a great start and they didn't make the playoffs. They're going to make it this year. It's impossible. They got 10 wins already with uh, three games to go. So right. th- th- minimum, they're going to be 10 and 7. Uh, minimum. No, you're exactly right. And usually he fades right after Halloween. That's the time. You mark it right down. After the end of October, that's, that's when his teams usually go down the tank. And they faded. Now they're fading now. It's a little later, but they're fading right now. They're one and two since the return of Kyler Murray, uh, who, by the way, in those three games, he's got three touchdowns, but he also got three INTs, and his passer rating is like in the 80s right now. So, look, uh, it's not a good mix, and it's not a good look for this Arizona Cardinals team. We'll see what happens down the stretch. And down the stretch, they have Indianapolis, which is tough. Dallas, which is tough. Seattle, no pushover, but they should beat Seattle. They could lose two of the next three. Right. All right, Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. What do we want to hear from the people, Andy? I tell you what, we got the bottom of the hour. We got Notre Dame head basketball coach, Digger, former coach, Digger Phelps, who's been nominated recently to the Basketball Hall of Fame. So we'll talk to Digger at the bottom of the hour. But we want to know your reaction. You know, uh, 49ers with Jimmy G, is he the guy? Is he the man? Uh, are you happy with Jimmy G on the center if, in fact, you're a 49ers fan? That's what we'll do. So we'll take your calls. The number is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Rob Parker, Andy Furman in for Chris Broussard. And your calls all next right here on the Art Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Is this it for Jimmy G in a San Francisco 49er uniform? You tell us. This is, in fact, the odd couple on Fox Sports Radio, 21 minutes past the hour. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman. In for Chris Broussard. And it's your turn to talk about Jimmy G or the lack thereof with his talent. Is he gone after this year in San Francisco? How do you do that at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And by the way, the bottom of the hour, we'll chat with Notre Dame former basketball coach Richard Digger Phelps, who basically was recently nominated to the Hall of Fame, and that announcement will be made during the Final Four to see if, in fact, he gets in, which I think he is certainly deserving so. But right now it's time to chat about Jimmy G and Rob Parker. I didn't really hear your take on whether Jimmy G will be back in uniform and under center for the 49ers next season. Yeah, my gut is no, but I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say. Manuel and Gardena. You're on the Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Manuel. What's up? Hey, first off, to the king of the Queen City, 
the former sidekick of Mike TV, Mike North. Oh, yeah. Much respect to Andy Thurman. Hey, Thank you. two Thank guys you. is enough for me, too, brother. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> hey, um, Rob Parker, you know I love you, my man. That chocolate chips joke was good when I heard it, like, in the 80s. But uh, hey, Merry Christmas, Rob. You know I always love to call and rib you, but it, it really is all love and respect, my no, man. It's I mean, all good. you're, you're, it's you're all among good. the best, no, I and that's why. That. That's why I love you know the banter with you. You're always knowledgeable, just like uh, the King of the Queen City, man. Hey, so I mean, let, let's be straight about it. They had this guy about what eight years ago, Alex Smith, basically. And they ran him out of town, you know, a game manager, right? That, that's what you call yeah. these type of quarterbacks, the game manager. But usually the guy can't manage a game, which is like really a weird thing why they call him that. But, uh, yeah, you know, if they want to reach the promised land, they either got to hand the keys over to the kid uh, Lance and, and, and see what's what or, you know, just um, – or stack up that defense because Garoppolo is one of those guys, man. To win it all, he needs help. The main reason I called though today was to let you know, man. I love you, Rob Parker. You have man. a blessed New Year. And uh, when, whenever, where are you gonna be at? The Magic, the Comedy Store, the Magic Club. Yeah, hey, I we're mean, gonna get there. I'm gonna let you know we're gonna have a big night at a comedy place. And later on in the program, for people who didn't hear the comedy special, we'll do that, man. Well. You're the best, my man. Appreciate it. How about Keith in New Orleans? You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What you got, Keith? Uncle Rob, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too, Andy. How y'all doing? Thank you. Thank you, sir. What's up, buddy? Listen, I've commented on this topic on another occasion, but the arrogance of Kyle Shanahan, man, that's who I I have an issue with because he has proven to me that he's unable to win without Jimmy G starting quarterback. That's a fact. That's an opinion. He has a losing record. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. That's, that is okay. a fact. Okay, so now, listen, Jimmy G, he is what he is, but Kyle Shanahan's arrogance. I mean, how, how do you feel like you could do better when you haven't did anything with, without him? You know right. what I mean? So, so th- that's my thing. I think he's going to be a high commodity on, on, a, on a market. I think a lot of teams are going to want him. And I think he can win it. Just I think that I think that just being outside that toxic environment with the 49ers is going to be a breath of fresh air for him because he's not wanted there. It's, it's like a Jerry. You're, you're exactly you know, right. You're, and you got a guy right, breathing Keith. down his back too. But I, right. I, to, to show him a little love, that offensive line of the 49ers doesn't do him any favors either. No doubt. Thanks a lot, Keith. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Appreciate it, Steve in Florida. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Steve? Hey, man, what's up? Appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Yes. Hey, uh, before I say anything, um, Rob, you, Chris, and everybody else are just awesome. I love the show. Um, You know? Thank um, you. Anyways, one thing I want to mention is that, like, the quarterback gets, like, too much of the praise and scrutiny. There's, like, so much being, like, like, put on them, like, if they win – no, wins. you're right. It's e- it's either they get too much credit, right? Like it's like everybody going crazy over Tom Brady beating the Rams in the exactly. Super Bowl, and he didn't and he didn't even throw a touchdown in the game. Right. But but it's all exactly. about the quarterback. I agree with you. 
It you know, it, it's it funny gets, you mention that because last night they promoted the game, and you know what they say? It's Garoppolo against Tannehill. And right. they always give the, the records of the quarterback. It's almost like what they do in hockey with the goalkeepers. He's right. There's too much credit, but those are the stars. That's why people tune in, and that's what people talk about. These are the key players of the game. And to be honest with you, if you don't have a decent quarterback, you ain't going to win in the National Football no, League. No, that's, that's for sure. There's no doubt about it. And, Steve, man, we appreciate the kind words. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you, too, man. Yes, Dewan in Texas. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Dewan, Merry Christmas. How are you? How you, how you doing today? We're doing great. Hey, Rob. I wanna just because Chris not there. I wanna start it off by saying, by saying, stop it. There's no <laughs> way he could be the quarterback. He always hurt, Rob. Every time you turn around, Uncle Rob, he hurt. Oh, he has something going on, Uncle Rob. What's, what's no. going on with him? I, you mean De- Garoppolo? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, he has been hurt a lot, but the thing that's strange, uh, DeWan, is that his record, Andy brought it up earlier, is good when he's playing. And then when. Rob, well, that's when he's playing, Rob. Well, so when, so that's when he's playing. So when he's not playing, what's going on? No, so I, I good question. So you I want thought he was out? talking about Anthony Davis. Yeah, I didn't right. even talk about Garoppolo, really. New Orleans, I know. You know it. So what yeah. What do you want, you want to do? You want to get rid of him? Uh, lose him? Uncle Ron, I'll get rid of him. I'll just dra- I, either I will trade for him or I'll get a, 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 or draft the quarterback. Either or. I wouldn't. I'll just let him go, Uncle Ron. Because All if right. he held half of the season, the other half he not. No, nah, I hear you. I mean, it's hard to argue with uh, the best part. Uh, sometimes it's just being available. Thanks to Juan. Merry Christmas to I you and yours. Less. Watson. Let's not forget about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Maybe it's a possibility. Well, we don't even there. know if he's going to play. I mean, it's right. crazy where this is taken. But right. uh, let's squeeze one more in, Andy, before we get to Digger and an update. Les in Georgia. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Les? Merry Christmas to hey. you and yours. Merry Christmas to y'all. I love your show. And I Thank love the you. topic that you're talking about right now. Um, Jimmy G had a bad game, and he needs to make better decisions. We need to run the ball more. That's it. Our defense yes. is killer. Our and, defense and is killer. They need well, to run the ball because they can yeah. run the ball. You remember when the Super Bowl, they were running the ball, and yeah. they stopped running it in the, in, the, in the fourth quarter. I didn't understand it. You look, the give the ball that, to Debo Samuel. Yes. Yes. You know, in the Super Bowl, if Kyle Shanahan had the game plan of running Debo out of the backfield, we would have a ring right now. Yep. He would, I love hey, Debo. He would I have two if they ran the ball against the, the Patriots, right? You're exactly right. Yep. You know, in the, the last yep. five games, I'm just looking right now, last five games, Debo Samuel, 33 carries, 247 yards, and six touchdowns. Shove the ball in his belly and you'll win. Exactly. Yeah. Keep he running. Was crying. He was actually crying after the Super Bowl. I would be crying, too, because he lost the Super Bowl. But he knew in his heart if he would have got more plays and take the ball out of Jimmy G hands, we would have won that Super Bowl. No doubt. It, you it, had it the just, Chiefs down by 10. The, you just need to set hit Jimmy G down and say, hey, look, either run with the ball or throw it out of bounds. Whatever right. you do – do not throw it in double coverage, triple coverage, or what have you. Stop trying to play hero ball, Jimmy G. If you're listening, man, just just do what's right, and we'll, we'll get to the Super Bowl. 
Hey, Les, we appreciate you. Merry Christmas uh, to you and your family. Thanks for uh, listening to the Odd Couple. There we go. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman in for Chris Broussard. By the way, the next stop for this coach should be Springfield Mass. But first, be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, he should be in the Hall of Fame. We'll tell you why in just about a minute. I'm Andy Furman in for Chris Broussard. He's Rob Parker. We're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. This is The Odd Couple right now. On Christmas Eve, you want to welcome the man himself, Richard Digger Phelps, the former coach of the Fighting Irish, Notre Dame. Thank you, coach, for joining us on Christmas Eve, and congratulations. Your name appears on the nomination list for the Hall of Fame. How are you, coach? Hey, hey Digger. I'm fine. I'm fine, Andy. Hi, Ralph. Uh, nice to talk to you guys. Christmas Eve, as the whole country gets ready for Santa Claus, I think he might be someplace heading towards uh, from France to Germany to wherever as he comes across the ocean ahead to see all the little kids in our own country. Very exactly. nice. Right. Go no ahead, doubt. Rob. Go ahead, talk yeah. to the coach. Yeah, I want to add, Digger, just the, uh, obviously the nomination and uh, just thoughts on it. And uh, is it something you just, uh, you know, hope that happens? You don't want to think about it too much? Are you just waiting for the announcement or just the thrill of being nominated? Everybody doesn't get nominated. Well, it is a thrill to be nominated. Obviously, my year at Fordham and uh, – taking that team that was 10 and 15 the same guys back and the next year we go 26 and 3 and beat Austin Carr and Notre Dame in the garden in front of 19,500 and lose to Al McGuire and Marquette in the garden the next week in front of um, 19,500 and yeah my 20 years at Notre Dame and what we did and I think as I've always told people you know the wins at Notre Dame obviously big and important but to graduate uh, 56 players who played for me in my 20 years, all 56 got the degrees. That was really important. But, yes, I'm really uh, honored to, to be nominated for the Hall of Fame. And I didn't know this, that Tim Beret, my good friend from Clemson University, who was SID but graduated from Notre Dame in 78, uh, we've written about three or four books together. But he told me, he said, you know, you knocked off 51 top 20 teams in your 20 years at Notre Dame. And in those 51 wins, 26 were against Hall of Fame coaches. I said, what? He said, Digger, I'm telling you, it was 26 coaches in the Hall of Fame that you beat in those 51 top 20 wins, which was all the way down to knocking off seven number one teams. So we'll just have to wait and see and see how the committee gets it done. Coach, I'm really glad you brought up the Fordham situation. That's where I first met you 50 years ago. Fordham was 26-3. and They can't repeat that. But the thing that really ticks me off, you're not even in the Fordham Hall of Fame. That bugs <laughs> me guess, more than anything else. I can't believe it. I guess it wasn't really a, 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 you know, one of those moments for Notre Dame sports, but more importantly for Fordham back then. But <laughs> what was really crazy about that team, uh, we were – 
the team was 10 and 15 the year before I got there, and the same team was coming back. And we were going to have a sophomore center named Paul Griswold from St. Benedict's in Newark, and he was like 6'11". I figured if we get him in that lineup and we go 15 and 10 after they went 10 and 15 and get to the NIT, I've turned the program around. Well, the first week of November, he tears his knee up. He's out for the year. My next biggest guy was 6'5", Tommy Sullivan. So I start him and four guards and Frank McLaughlin, my, one of my assistants, my only assistant, convinced me to go with Kenny Charles as the fourth guard to start him. And we press everybody 94 feet. That team went 26-3. and three. We beat Notre Dame in the garden when they had Austin Carr in front of 19,500. We lose to Marquette and El McGuire in overtime in the garden the next week in front of 19,500. That team became the hard hat, hard hat team for New York City. Everybody loved those guys. Uh, Rob, because... they, they haven't won 26 games in the last three years for them. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> don't even, right. I, I don't even doubt it. Hey, one thing, like uh, when Andy uh, introduced you and, and called you Richard, which is your name, nobody calls you Richard. Most people know you as Digger Phelps. And uh, so you got the nickname Digger, which a lot of people probably don't know, from your dad, who was a mortician. Is that how the name yeah. got started? I'll bring it up. Let me bring up the Richard factor first. So <laughs> tomorrow when I talk to Bob Knight, I talk to him every Christmas. I talk to him on his birthday. We talk about four or five times a year. We'll talk tomorrow. And he always calls me Richard. He never calls me Digger. And uh, going back to being the Undertaker's son, right. uh, I grew up in Beacon, New York, which is about 50 miles north of New York City, above West Point. And... Our junior high school and high school in the same building. In the eighth grade, we just idolized the varsity teams, football, basketball, and baseball. And I was bat boy for the baseball team in the eighth grade. And they'd always call me Richie or Rich. And so what happened, uh, one bus trip, we're down playing in Osning or Terrytown or one of those places. And the guys on the back of the bus are beating me up and yelling for the coach, Jim Garloff. And they're saying, Coach, this guy is eating our cupcakes and, and cookies while we're out taking batting practice because what I do is go back in the bus and look at right. the lunch bags and see what they had. <laughs> so they beat me up. And so uh, the coach says, Phelps, if you don't stop taking those cupcakes and cookies, we're going to put you in one of your old man's boxes. Do you understand that, Digger <laughs> Odell? Well, Digger Odell was a part of a radio show back in the early 50s. And the guys all know it. So there's 20 guys laughing on the bus as he calls me Digger Odell. The next day in practice, I'm watching Richie get us the bats, get us the balls, get us some water. It was Digger Odell get us the bats, get us some water, right. get 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 some balls and what we got to do for batting practice. So that's how the Digger Odell started and the Digger stuck, and that's how I got that name Digger for the rest of my life. Wow. That's a pretty amazing story there. I got a quickie for you, though. Yep. What do you we got think about the, a minute left. Okay. Let's do it. What do you think nah, of this we got trans- more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think of this transfer portal right now going on the NCAA? Well, you know, what's more important to me is how now these athletes can get paid. And who's going to police that as they do whatever they do, commercials or whatever reason? And, boy, I think that's really going to destroy college basketball. Because how do you police it? And who's going to know who's getting what? How much cash are they getting under the table? And But, Digger, and that, they've been getting money under the table forever. I mean, are we but, acting but like that's yeah, never but, happened? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. They've been getting it for under the table forever. But, yes, they've gotten caught and they've gotten nailed. But now this is worse than ever. And this is something you can't police. I mean, 
what was amazing when the shoe company started giving money to coaches and assistants and high school coaches, the feds got involved because you can't give money out of state. If the money's staying in the state and some alumnus is paying some kid to play at UCLA, like Sam Gilbert used to do at UCLA, well, the feds couldn't get involved because it was cash and it was done under the table at UCLA. But now when you go out of state, the feds can get involved because you can't take that transfer of public funds out of the state because that becomes federal law, and that's how the FBI's got involved with all those cases. But what's more important now, when you can start paying athletes to do commercials and making money, who is going to police it? The NCA can't. And a lot of this is going to, and you watch the next three or four years, what goes on in college football or college basketball with some of these guys getting some ridiculous salaries and seeing what's going on under the table. Coach, as always, a pleasure. I'm wishing you and yours a great holiday season. Merry Christmas to you. Say hi to Coach Knight from us as well, and we'll catch up with you. And best of luck. Best yes. of luck in the soul. If you deserve it, I want to see you in there. And if you're in there, I'm going to Springfield to see it. Andy, if I get in there, you're introducing me because you've been pushing this behind the scenes more than anybody I know. Listen so I appreciate you. that, and I want to wish you guys a happy holiday season. Christmas yes. is tomorrow, so I hope Santa shows up tonight. You don't get coal in your stockings. <laughs> and right. then we'll have a happy new year next Saturday. No Thanks, doubt. Coach. Thank you, Thanks Dick. Appreciate us. it. There we go. He's Rob Parker. I'm Andy Furman in for Chris Broussard. And by the way, a big Hall of Fame debate coming up. No, no, no. Up right we're not going there. Let me stop. We, we changed it. We're going to do the uh, comedy routine, Andy. Yes. And we'll push yes. The comedy oh, routine coming up better. next. Okay. All so, right. We'll do that next. Go ahead. Okay, Rob Parker on center stage, coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio.